Today, we will continue our podcast for Romans. As we are focusing on chapter 4, we need to remember the big picture of the book of Romans. The overall subject of Romans is the gospel of God, that God wants to take sinners and make them into sons of God to constitute the body of Christ, which is expressed as local churches throughout the whole earth. And this good news isn't merely that sinners would receive such a blessing from God, but that God would gain a group of people who can carry out God's eternal purpose on the earth. Now with that in mind, we come to Romans 4. And in this chapter, the Apostle Paul covers the topic of justification. Justification is a significant teaching in the New Testament. And, well, many could argue it is responsible for one of the greatest sea changes in the last 2,000 years. History records it as the Protestant Reformation with its famous maxim, justification by faith. But what is especially insightful in Romans 4 is that Paul reaches all the way back to the Old Testament and brings in the example of Abraham to show how justification isn't limited only to the New Testament. But in reality, justification has its roots in the Old Testament. Thousands of years, get this, thousands of years before Paul even writes Romans. Yeah, it's incredible. There is an awesome parallel with Romans and Genesis. When Paul writes Romans, he writes it according to the history narrated in Genesis. Beginning with the time of Cain, man disapproved of holding God in his full knowledge and gave God up. Mankind forsook God and built his own city. The human race descended into corruption and remained in a state of corruption until the flood came. By God's mercy, however, Noah and his family were saved through the ark. In a sense, Noah is the head of a new race. However, even Noah's descendant gave up God for idols at Babel. At this point, the forsaking of God was complete. When Paul writes Romans, he traces a parallel narrative with Genesis. In Romans 1, Paul writes according to the history of the human fall, that mankind is disapproving of holding God, exchanging God for idols, falling into fornication, and producing every kind of wickedness. Ultimately, mankind completely abandons God. This is what Paul writes in Romans. And this is what was recorded in Genesis. Eventually, God's response was to call one man, Abraham. God called him to come out of the created and fallen human race. The God of glory appeared to Abraham in Ur of the Chaldeans and called him. And how did Abraham respond to God's calling? When we read Genesis, we see a man struggling with God's calling. A man who's dragging his feet. Abraham did not accept God's calling immediately, but remained in Ur for some time. We see a man who is unwilling to respond to God's calling absolutely. So what does God do? Simple. God continues to appear to Abraham again and again, calling him again and again. Each time, Abraham would see the glory of God. And each time, something of God would shine 
into Abraham's being, into his heart and spirit until something changed. Now, why did God do this? Why did God call, promise, and ultimately justify Abraham? Was it just to rescue and bless him? God has an eternal purpose that he desires to fulfill. For this reason, God needs a called person, even an entire called race to carry out his purpose on the earth. And it is here with God's calling, God's promise, and specifically God's justification of Abraham that Romans 4 and Genesis, two books written thousands of years apart, intersect in the story of Abraham. So to which race do we belong? The created race or the call race? We belong to the call race. And what Paul does so masterfully in Romans 4 is not merely converging these two narratives together, that is, Abraham's calling and justification with ours, but Paul goes further to unveil that Abraham is actually our father. This is not merely an association of similar events, but a joining of similar race. So much so that whoever is of faith, as Abraham was, is a member of this new race and a son of Abraham. Abraham isn't just our model, he's our forefather. And what's more amazing is that Abraham's journey was a shadow of the reality we enjoy today. The transfer of race in God's calling is actually the transfer of life, from the life of Adam to the life of Christ, from the fallen life of the old creation to the stronger and better life of the new creation. In closing, as Abraham was called and justified by God so that God could gain a person 4,000 years ago to carry out his eternal purpose, so also now in the New Testament that God has called us and justified us that we may be those who participate in fulfilling God's eternal purpose. This is what Paul unpacks in his epistle to the Romans. This is truly the gospel of God. This is truly the good news.